Well, hello, and thank you for tuning in to today's version of More Money for Teachers. This is where professional educators who are serious about their personal finances can spend a few moments and make those moments profitable. So how do teachers create the lifestyle they want to live today? And how do they create the pool of resources required for their lifestyle needs in the future? Those are the questions, and this is where you'll find the answers. My name is David Solis, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to share this information with you today. So lean in, listen close, and learn today's lesson so that you can live well today and live well tomorrow. All right, today we begin the discussion on uh, how a professional school teacher can take the journey from financial failure to financial freedom. Okay, that journey is possible. This is the first in, uh, I think we're going to turn this into seven shows. Today we're just going to be talking about the broad overview, and uh, each day we'll have a new segment, so let's go ahead and begin talking about the broad overview of the professional school teacher's journey from financial failure to financial freedom. I believe that professional, every professional educator who devotes a lifetime of service to the field of educating our youth should have an understanding of how to attain financial success for themselves. In order to give themselves a chance, they should begin by having a broad perspective of what all is involved to complete this journey and arrive at the destination they desire. Once the landscape is in view, a closer examination of the perils, the peaks, and the various paths to the peak they have set their sights on is more in order. Broadly speaking, there's a few major problems that exist for every professional educator. The first problem is a common denominator for virtually every profession in the marketplace, regardless of career. This is the problem of not ever being formally or informally educated, uh, much less educated to the point of mastery, on the subject of personal finances. Professional educators were educated on the theory and the finer points of being a professional educator. The truth about personal financial management is not taught in grade school, not taught in junior high, not taught in high school, or in most college classes. Consequently, professional educators enter the workforce with a very limited understanding or no understanding of being a master at their own personal finances. How could they? The second problem is also common to most people in the workforce. This is the problem uh, that can be expressed by considering the possibility that everyone is playing a financial game of sorts. The game began the moment you entered the workforce and earned your first paycheck, and this game continues until the day you die. The game is called Who Gets Your Wealth. Everyone is playing their own individual game. Bob is playing Who Gets Bob's Wealth. Sue is playing Who Gets Sue's Wealth. To make matters worth worse, uh, people do not know they have entered into a contest. Uh, they don't even know who their opponents are. They don't know the rules. They have no idea what strategies and tactics are being employed against them. So they never develop strategies and tactics of their own. Winning this game is virtually impossible in such an uninformed state of being. Yet, by default, everyone who is gamefully employed is a participant, whether they like it or not, and whether they know it or not. The third problem is more specific to professional educators. And the consequences of this problem are financially devastating. The problem is that professional educators are treated as part of a large, homogenous, collective block of people by their employers 
and by the service providers and by the third-party administrators that have been tasked to service their financial needs. Individual circumstances, needs, and wants for their current financial situations and financial futures are hardly a consideration as employers rapidly push every employee through a benefits enrollment period each year. Professional educators are herded into meetings with professional product enrollers rather than professional financial advisors, and they consequently miss out on ever building a customized plan for their individual life and the needs and wants of their own family. Finally, a fourth problem exists as a result of the compounding effect of problems one, two, and three. This problem is very simple, and it's that most professional educators are intentionally funneled into making financial choices that are usually less than optimal for their unique situation and their unique lives. Now, don't make the mistake of dismissing these problems quickly and taking the time to understand the the grave consequences that can cascade into a person's life, uh, into every area of a person's life, uh, as a result of never being able to master their personal finances. As you may or may not know, money matters are at the top of the list of those things which affect marital relationships. Matters involving children and sex are the other two of the top three. Friction over personal finances can easily creep in and adversely affect many families. When this happens, couples begin to fracture into individuals who isolate themselves and begin to fight their battles alone rather than in unison. Isolation then often takes uh, some form of sedation or it leads to sedation of some sorts. Sedation can take many forms and it becomes part of the equation. Before some know it, too much television, too much sports, or alcohol, or drugs, or worse, becomes a way to escape and a way to cope with financial woes and fractured relationships. Does this sound exaggerated to you? If it does, just look around. It's probably happening to someone you know right now, or has happened to someone uh, that you know very, it's happened to someone that you know very recently. You see, the consequences of this behavior is all around. People lose faith in themselves and sometimes lose faith in them and they lose their faith altogether at this point. It's not long before people in such circumstances quit paying attention to their own health and wake up 40 pounds overweight one day uh, and probably in need of medication uh, because of uh, some ramification of being overweight or for stress management or for both. Uh, I've seen this happen over and over again inside of three separate decades that I've been an advisor to teachers doesn't need to be this way, not even for one educator, let alone for hundreds of thousands per year. Now, with every problem comes a possibility, and professional educators need not lose hope and feel that the deck is stacked against them at all times. All they need is an awareness and an awakening so that they can become acclimated to a new vision and an invitation to take action for their benefit. Professional educators need to know that they can become masters over their personal finances. Professional educators can each play the who gets your wealth game at the highest level and they can win the game. Professional educators can break away from the pack and seek professional financial advisors to work with and to create an individual plan for their own life. Professional educators can learn to understand and learn to select optimal plans, optimal products that serve their needs today and that will secure their financial future and even future generations. Now, in order to make the leap across this void from problem land to possibility land, 
Professional educators need to understand that there's a process that can be followed, which will virtually guarantee their success at becoming a master over their personal finances, if they choose to do the work that is required. There is no software, there is no product, there is no advisor, there is no enroller, there is no employer, there is no government agency that is coming to save them. Professional educators must save themselves. Mastery over their own personal finances involves a process of understanding specific principles and mindsets and ways of thinking about personal finances. Mastery over their personal finances also involves a process of understanding specific production requirements and skill sets and ways of taking action with respect to their personal finances. These mindsets and skill sets serve to increase a professional educator's capacity to the level required for making the journey across the path from the pit of a life of financial misery to the peak of a life of financial mastery. That concludes today's lesson. Please consider joining us on our next version of More Money for Teachers, where we'll take an actual deeper dive into the problems. Thank you for tuning in today to the version of More Money for Teachers. This is where professional educators who are serious about their personal finances can spend a few moments and make those moments profitable. So how do teachers create the lifestyle they want to live today? And how do they create the pool of resources required for their lifestyle needs in the future? Those are the questions, and this is where you'll find the answers. My name is David Solis, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to share this information with you today. So lean in, listen close, and learn today's lesson so that you can live well today and live well tomorrow. Okay, yesterday we discussed a broad overview of the professional school teacher's journey from financial failure to financial freedom. Today we're going to take a closer look at just the problems. Now yesterday we talked about the problems and the possibilities. We talked about the principles and the production requirements that'll get you on the path from the pit of financial failure to the, to the peak of financial mastery or financial success. But let's spend a little bit more time talking about problems. And not just the problems, but uh, more specifically, the ramifications of having those problems. All right, so in order to understand why so many professional educators struggle to maintain the standard of living they desire during their working years and then suffer from having to lower their standard of living when they retire, all that is required is an honest look at the problems that face every educator. Number one, they have a lack of fundamental financial knowledge. It's not taught anywhere, so how can they get it? Number two, They're unaware of the financial game that is being played and they are a participant in. Number three, they never either seek out or are given individual attention for their specific financial needs and the specific needs of their families. And number four, as a result of those first three problems, what happens is 
there is usually an ongoing mismatch of products uh, and companies uh, that are being held in one's portfolio. And uh, all this is a recipe for financial struggle at best and complete financial failure at worst. Believing the outcome would be anything different is, is actually quite delusional. Um, it would be like a person waking up one day and deciding uh, in the morning that uh, they were going to surf and not ever having surfed ever before, uh, deciding that that same day they're going to go uh, surfing in the afternoon and enter a surfing contest. If this person had no knowledge of the fundamentals of this sporting activity, uh, if they never did any research, if they never had any coaching, how likely do you think this person would have success against competitors in this surf contest? Competitors who were fundamentally sound, who were students of the sport, and who all had surf coaches? The answer is pretty obvious. It would be disastrous. It would be a completely disastrous day. Humiliation and injury might even be the result. Success in manage, managing one's money inside of one's own personal economy and inside of the greater economy at large is no different. Considering the inherent problems that face professional educators, troubling outcomes are not surprising. To believe in successful outcomes for the collective group is fantasy, it's rooted in fiction. To make matters worse, the root problems caused by the lack of financial mastery is not where the trouble stops. As we discussed in our previous episode, there's painful consequences that can spill over into every area of a person's life when financial stress becomes an ever-present force. The lack of ability to manage resources for present lifestyle needs, short-term future needs, and long-term future needs oftentimes leads to increasing debt loads and increased debt servicing costs. The perpetual spiral, this perpetual spiral serves to further limit disposable income more and more with each passing month and each passing year. The pain and stress of not being able to provide financially for oneself and for one's family is probably one of the harshest situations many people will ever face. When people find themselves in this predicament, it's not uncommon for them to feel a sense of anger, disappointment, and even shame. People tend to isolate themselves under such circumstances and feel they are in this fight alone. In reality, nothing could be further from the truth. But people tell themselves these stories and it never serves them well. When people isolate themselves and are in pain, they often seek ways to relieve that pain and often sedate in one way or another, none of which is a way of actually solving the actual financial problems that caused this in the first place. Whether they turn to too much television or too much shopping or too much drinking or worse, sedation usually puts a strain on relationships among families and among friends. For those who are married, financial problems can often uh, and do put tremendous strains on and even end marriages. This is extremely unfortunate, especially when children are involved. In some instances, this can lead to fractured ties between families for the remainder of their lives. Look around. There's a world full of people who this has happened to. And chances are, you know more than one. This can devastate people for years, and it can take a toll emotionally, socially, and physically as well. Some people recover and some people never do. This is unfortunate, and it doesn't need to happen. 
Financial confusion does not have to be the norm. A state of aimless wandering and acting from a state of panic does not serve anyone well with respect to financial matters. These are ingredients in the recipe for repeated financial failure and financial disaster and conditions that will negatively affect your family, your fitness, and maybe even your faith. I would recommend you steer clear of this path and instead seek different possibilities. That concludes today's lesson on the problems. Make sure you tune in tomorrow as we explore and discuss a new possibility. Until then, keep living to learn and keep learning to live.